All right, Dave Player back with you here on 720 WGN. Chicago's very own Tommy Dreesen has been show business for over 50 years. Along the way, Tom has made over 500 appearances on national television as a stand-up, including more than 60 appearances on The Tonight Show and both David Letterman's late-night shows. And for 14 years, he toured the nation as the opening act for Frank Sinatra. Saturday, September 10th, Tommy Dreesen will be performing his one-man show, The Man Who Made Sinatra Laugh, for one night only, the 800-seat Belushi Performance Hall. Get tickets at at the Mac, A-T, the Mac, M-A-C, dot org. His book's still standing, His Journey from Streets and Saloons to the Stage in Sinatra is a bestseller. And you can also hear Tom now and then on the Sinatra Hour, Sunday morning, 7 to 9, right here on WGN. Tommy, how are you, buddy? I'm doing real good, David. How are you doing? I am great. You are in Atlantic City. You got a show there tonight, or you're just there for dinner? Uh, yeah, I just flew in. I flew in from Los Angeles to have dinner. I'm going to fly back tonight. No, I'm doing a show uh, tomorrow at the Ocean, a great uh, hotel, uh, Ocean Casino Hotel, it's like 35 story hotel, and uh, they got a big showroom there. So I'm doing I'm doing a show here, doing my show, The Man Who Made Sinatra Laugh, and then uh, and then I go back to Los Angeles, and then I jump around the country, and but I end up coming to Chicago, as you know, September. I got to throw out the first pitch at Ridley Field on September 9th. That's cool. And then uh, and sing, take me out to the ball game. Then on September 10th, I'm going to go do my one man show, uh, as you just pointed out. I love that. I love that. How's your summer been? What'd you do to uh, keep busy or have some fun? Well, I've been I've been you know doing shows, doing a lot of shows, and I've been uh, working on new material, you know, and uh, so uh, I uh, you know playing some golf when I can. But I, uh, I I work on new material over at the uh, Laugh Factory in in uh, Hollywood and also the uh, Comedy Store, and um, and in fact a couple weeks ago I was working with Sebastian, you know, oh, uh, from cool. Arlington Heights, mm-hmm. you know, and and yeah, we had we had a lot of laughs and backstage and everything. So I've been keeping busy. That's been busy. good. That's been good. You know, the man who made Sinatra laugh, the one night show, a uh, great great show. Tell our listeners if they haven't seen it a little bit about uh, about the show itself. Well, basically, you know, you, you talked about the book. I wrote a book called Still Standing, and the subtitle is My Journey from Streets and Saloons to the Stage and Sinatra. So that's basically what the show is. It's my journey. You could probably call the show From Harvey to Hollywood if you wanted to. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the show. It's stand-up comedy, of course. Yeah. You know, it's all about stand-up comedy, You know, and I do stand-up comedy. But then I segue to a bar, and I, I just begin to tell Frank's singing to me at behind the bar. He's singing, you know, it's quarter to three. There's no one in the place except you and me. And he's like singing to me. And when he goes, goes to the chorus, and I, uh, he goes off screen, and, and I, you know, the spotlight hits me. And now the audience is in a bar with me, and I come home, and I, and I, you know, I take him on this journey of this little boy, shining shoes in Harvey, Illinois, <laughs> ten years old, yeah. uh, to help get money to feed his brothers and sisters. And while he's signing these shoes, Frank Sinatra's on the jukebox. Yeah. And this is the first time I heard Frank Sinatra. It was when I was a kid. And then I take them on a journey, that little boy from Harvey, Illinois, uh, hearing Frank Sinatra on the jukebox to, uh, in Harvey, Illinois, to one day carrying his coffin out of a church in Beverly Hills, yeah. California. Yeah. So I take them on that journey. But yeah. a lot of funny stories, poignant stories, and, and stories no one's ever heard before, as well as my stand-up comedy, you know. So it's uh, it's just a lot of fun. The show is a lot of fun to do. You know, it's 52 years ago this September that you first really hit the stage, and you started working at the Playboy Clubs, right? Not started. You had to really work your way there. Tim Reed and I, in 1969, September, we were uh, we became a comedy team 
we were America's first black and white comedy team. History shows we were also the last. There's never been one since. So, you know, we worked all the clubs in Chicago, what they affectionately call the Chitlin Circuit, black-owned, black-operated nightclubs, like the uh, the High Chaparral and the Burning Spear and the Guys and Gals Lounge and uh, uh, the Cotton Club. And, uh, you know, so we worked those kind of clubs. And then we start working all black clubs all around the country, the Club Harlem in Atlantic City, the 20 Grand in Detroit, the Sugar Shack in Boston. So we were on that tour, and then we finally went on the Playboy circuit as well. You know, and, and worked. There were nineteen, there were seventeen Playboy clubs in America at that time, and uh, two resorts. So uh, you know, we, we did that circuit, which was really good, which really was helped our comedy team because the, you were doing five and six shows a night, so your timing just became impeccable. You know. Yeah, I would think so. And then came Mr. Kelly's, which is you know we, we now know is the location where Gibson's is uh, downtown in Chicago. But Mr. Kelly's, uh, legendary. There was a documentary that came out a year or two ago that was just phenomenal. But that was the showcase and the place to be and perform in Chicago. Well, that's when you, I was on that documentary as well, but yes. that's when you made it to the big time in Chicago. When you went to, when you came to Mr. Kelly's, uh, that was when you made the big time. You know, uh, that's where Barbara Streisand came. That's where, you know, Bette Midler, uh, that, you know, that, it, that was the big time in Chicago to get to Mr. Kelly's. And we used to dream when we were new, you know, that we one day worked there. And then, and of course, we worked there many times. And then I worked there when it became a shingle, you know. Um, and every time I go into Gibson Steakhouse, I, you know, it brings back all those memories, you know. Uh, I can point exactly to where the stage was. Wow. You know, and I, and those days, when you went on stage at Mr. Kelly's on opening night, in the audience was the uh, Herald American, the Chicago Sun-Times, the Chicago Tribune, the Chicago Today, uh, the Daily Defender, yeah. Variety Magazine. Yeah. You, know, you got reviewed that first night, and you, you and you sweated out. If you didn't get a good review, you know, you... you you know, it went in all the papers, you know. Yeah. So you, you wanted to score that first night. And uh, and luckily, I always did and, and always got called back, you know, to come back and do more shows, you know. Absolutely. Tommy, stick around for a little bit. We're talking to Tommy Dreesen. He's returned to Chicago and will perform his one-man show, The Man Who Made Sinatra Laugh for One Night Only at the 800-seat Belushi Performance Hall in Glen Ellen. City. All right, day player 720 WGN. We're talking to comedian Tommy Dreesen, Harvey, Illinois' proudest son. He's coming back to Chicago to perform his one-man show, The Man Who Made Sinatra Laugh for One Night Only at the 800-seat Belushi Performance Hall in Glen Ellen. And tickets are at atthemac.org. Um, you know, you did The Tonight Show for, oh God, 60 appearances on The Tonight Show. Ed McMahon gave you some great advice once before you walked out on stage, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it was after my first appearance on The Tonight Show. I got bumped three times in a row. Right. You know, you go there, Remember you that. get put in makeup, you go up to your dressing room, they bring you down to the green room, you're ready to go on, and boom, they run out of time. You bring you back in next week and next week. But the night that I was going on, uh, I, I went in the makeup room and Fred DeCordova came in and he said, I got bad news for you. What he said, you're going on tonight. And so, you know, the pressure was enormous. <laughs> so Ed McMahon came by my dressing room and he said, remember, have fun and the audience has fun. Always have fun yeah. out there yeah. and the audience has fun. And and I, I carried that to my whole career. You know, I tell young comedians that all the time when they tell me about they're a little nervous about going on or something like that. I said, look, have fun. Have fun with your material. If you're having fun, the audience has fun. No question. Yeah, no question. Um, you were in Vegas once, and you went to see Sinatra at Harrah's. How did that connection with Frank begin? Yeah, it wasn't at, It wasn't in Vegas. It was in Lake Tahoe. I was uh, working at Caesars in Lake Tahoe with uh, Smokey Robinson. 
I, I toured with Sammy Davis for years, and now I was touring with different artists, and I was touring with Smokey around the country. And I was there for seven days with Smokey, and I could have went on any night. I don't know what made me go that night, but it was a Wednesday night. I said, I'm, I want to go see Frank Show because I had seen him perform before. So I, I got off stage at Caesars, and I didn't even change out of my stage clothes. I rushed over, and I was running into the showroom, and the vice president of Harris Hotel, a man named Holmes Henderson, saw me, and he was talking to a big heavyset guy with a cigar. And he said, Tommy, come here, come here. And I went over reluctantly because I didn't want to miss Frank's opening. And he said, Tommy, this is Mickey Rudin. Well, I recognized the name. That was Frank's lawyer, very powerful guy in Hollywood. And so he said, Mickey, this is Tom Dreesen. And I think Tom would make a great opening act for Frank Sinatra. And the lawyer got a pained expression on his face like he heard it a million times. And um, he winked at the vice president, and I caught the wink. He said, hey, kid, if I gave you a week with Frank, would you want more than uh, 50000 I said, Mr. Rudin, put it this way. If you gave me a week with Frank, would you want more than 50000 He said, oh, I like <laughs> yeah, this right. kid. He started laughing, you know. Yeah. But that's something that over those 14... 14- a week later, they called me... Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, a week later, they called me and said, would you like to... Would you, would they, they called me and they said, would you like to uh, uh, work one week with Frank at the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City, where I'm at right now, you know? And... Uh, and I said, sure. And, it, and the second night I was with him, he and his wife Barbara took me out to dinner. And uh, he said, I, at the middle of the meal, he said, I like your material and I like your style. I want you to few other, do a few other dates with me. And I said, sure. And it turned into, you know, 45, 50 cities a year for 14 years. It's amazing. And you never took it for granted. I mean, touring with Frank, spending time with him. That was just not, never something. Every single show was special, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, because with him, I mean, it was a command performance. First of all, when you appeared, you opened for Frank Sinatra. There was, we did arenas where there was 20,000 people in the arenas. Uh, we went to Hawaii one time, 40,000 people outdoors. Uh, you know, the, the, the excitement was beyond description. You know, and I always say it was like when I was an altar boy, it'd be like serving mass for the Pope, you know. It was really, uh, uh, and every night there was so much, so much energy on, 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 on the show, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Before, As he said, every night is a command performance, yeah. Tommy. That's why we wear tuxedos. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we go, give me one quick story, a, a story you've told me before, off air even. Uh, that time, that that first time that Frank invited you to come hang out at his place in Palm Springs. So now you're 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 opening for him, and now you're actually hanging out uh, with him at his place. Share that story. Well, I mean, he, he invited me to come and stay at his compound down in the desert. I'm, I'm a boy from Harvey, Illinois. We, we lived in a shack. There were uh, eight kids. You know, we had no bathtub, no shower, no hot water. You know, that's the way I grew up. It was raggedy poor, you know. And now I'm at Frank's compound, you know. <laughs> and right. it's this huge compound. You go inside these gated, this gated gate, these gates, and security allows you in. And now there's a main house and swimming pools and tennis courts and all sorts of things. And bungalows all along the outer perimeter. You know, and, and, uh, and his bungalows were named New York, New York, Strangers in a Night, Tender Trap, My Way, named after his songs. And his house guests were Gregory Peck and his wife, Veronique, Kirk Douglas and his wife, Anne, uh, Jack Lemon and his wife, Felicia, Sidney Poitier and his wife, Joanne, uh, Robert Wagner, Joe St. John, Angie Dickinson. These are people I saw in the movies at the Harvey right, Theater. Right. I'm looking at yeah. these people. What am I doing here? Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, and then... Uh, uh, you want me to tell it? Do you have time? You want me to tell a story about the, the ambassador from Italy? Is that the story? You want me to tell? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we got about two minutes, but yeah, please go ahead. Well, what, 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 the next day uh, after the dinner we had, the next, the next day they were having brunch, and Frank said, "I'm going to drive the ambassador from Italy." The ambassador of Italy was staying there. Him and his wife. I'm going to drive him to the airport. Who wants to go with me? In the room, empty. Zoom. 
Tim <laughs> Alvon. And, and I was the only one there. And I said, oh, well, I'll, I'll go I'll with go. Frank. <laughs> yeah. So we go out and he had a station wagon that Lee Iacocca gave him. You know, and he, he said, Tommy, you ride in the back with the ambassador's wife and I'll ride with the, the ambassador right up front with me. Well, we go outside the gate. The security was supposed to go out in the street and then wave Frank out. But the security opened the gate and Frank drove out, out in the traffic, you know, people slamming on the brakes, screeching. Every stop sign we went to, he we went halfway into the intersection. <laughs> By the third stoplight, I realized why I was the only one in that room. You know, <laughs> no one wanted to ride with him. By the fourth stoplight, the ambassador's wife has got her rosary out. She's saying the rosary all the way to the airport. You know, uh, he was he was the world's worst driver. You know. Uh, Oh man, I love that. Love that story. By the way, I got a I got a text from seven oh eight. Dave asked Tom about his days playing sixteen inch softball in the South Suburbs. He played left field for Bauer Buick, Wally's Tap, Betty's Pub, great player, great teammate, Bill Walsh from uh Walsh from Okina. Oh, I'll be down. That's great. Yeah, I did you know tell Bill a hello if you're listening. But yeah, I one of the hardest things for me when I knew I had to move to California to try to make it as a comedian was 16 and softball, that I'd have to leave 16 and softball because I played yeah. three, four nights a week. I loved it. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, they didn't. I ended up on the West Coast. I ended up playing in a fast pitch softball league, the show business league. You know, uh, Billy Crystal had a team. I had a team. And and, and, cause I, and, and I played till I was 58 years old. I played left field till I was 58 years old. That's very cool. Very, very cool. Well, Saturday, September 10th, Chicago's very own Tommy Dreesen will perform his one-man show, The Man Who Made Sinatra Laugh, for one night only at the Belushi Performance Hall. For tickets, visit at org. Pick up a copy of his memoir, Still Standing, His Journey from Streets to, and Saloons to the Stage in Sinatra. And you can hear Tom now and then on the Sinatra Hour, Sunday morning, 7 9, right here on 720 WGN. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you in a few weeks. Thank you, David. Looking forward to it. If you're going to be at the show, I want you to come backstage and say hello to me. I, well, really want to, uh, you know, I hope, hope you do that. Will do. Thanks again, pal.